Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Field Notes Brand, U.S.-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May in Chicago. 400 North May? Yeah. They want you to go to their house. To their shop front. Knock on the door, steal a pie off their windowsill. We don't advocate for stealing. I do. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is... Mm, Vulcans and Betazoids? I don't know what a, the second one is. Okay, so Vulcans are from Star Trek and they prize logic over emotion. Okay, that one I did know. And then Betazoids are Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy's half Betazoid, which is why she's an empath. And Betazoids... This is so not my language. So Betazoids uh, are uh, like hyper empathic, so they can feel people's feelings. Oh, so like, that is so you. I was say, so like I would be a Betazoid and then somebody like Josh would be a Vulcan. Or a Cylon. Ooh. Vulcans and Betazoids. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. We are going to talk about feeling emotions or maybe not feeling them. People exist on all kinds of spectrums. And one of those spectrums is the emotionally feeling spectrum. And there's nothing freaking wrong with you, okay? Yeah. At least not that we can put together on this podcast. <laughs> Today we're also going to make a few Star Trek references. Uh, and like we said in the in the cold open, uh, Betazoids are a race from Star Trek that are very empathic. They're very feely. And then Vulcans are very not feely. They are very, uh, they, they pride themselves on logic. logic and rationality. And if you are, if you don't watch Star Trek, neither do I, we're going to get through this and we'll be fine. You can also Google it. No, don't. There could be driving trend. Oh, don't Google it. Yeah, or they could be in a plane with uh, an airplane mode and not be able to Google it. Then why are they? Oh, they could have downloaded the episode. Mm, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Should I read the first question? Yes, please. I don't seem to have emotions, or at least not in the capacity that most people do. How do I go about using friendshiping advice when so much is predicated on understanding others' emotions, which I rarely do? Not a robot, I swear. From Boston. I, this is the first time anybody gave us a sign-off. I love it. Please do it more. I love the sign-off. It's really cute. I love it. If you give us one that we don't think is cute, we might just cut it. Oh, we Or we could make up our own. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, we're definitely going to make up sign-offs from here on out. And this is from... So, dear, not a robot, I swear, in do, Boston. Can we call him Mr. Robot? We can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Mr. Robot. We believe you. We believe the words that you told us that you don't feel emotions. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with you or wrong with that. I would say that there's definitely times in society where we train men specifically that they don't have emotions or that emotions are bad. And the best way to be is to be fully logical and think about things. And and rational. And no cry. The cool, unfeeling person in the room who is like aloof and kind of mean, but it's okay. Because he's handsome. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so on the off chance that that's something that applies to you, we would encourage you to take some time and really think about what feelings you do have and, and what spectrum you feel them. I mean, and again, that may or may not apply to you because there's many reasons why people are this way. And none of those ways are wrong. Uh, people exist on, like we said, like a million different spectrums. And this is just you fall on the the non-feely side of the spectrum. So start off you are valuable the way you are. Yeah, yeah. And um, their question was, how do I go about using friendshiping advice? And the advice we often give circles around the idea of communicating your boundaries and, and listening to people, like really listening and really hearing people and not like pretending to listen and inventing your own meaning on top of whatever they say. So that's what we usually advocate. Um, another phrase we use is the polite soft no, the courtesy people use to avoid making a situation uncomfortable. But the truth of it is there are plenty of people who listen to this even who are wired differently and don't read these social cues. They're not obvious or or maybe they're invisible. And I don't think you should strain yourself trying to untangle people, but I do think there are some things you can do to feel more comfortable listening to this podcast, which is really the most important thing. We, we really want to keep you as a listener. <laughs> it's really important that we keep you as a listener. Well, the fact is you don't actually have to understand other people's emotions to be understanding. Like understanding can be rooted in evidence and logic. And that's often in tandem with empathy and feeling, but it doesn't have to be. So your challenge as a Vulcan, so as somebody who is uh, very strongly logic rather than strongly feeling, is that you must pay attention. So when you are trying to understand fe people's feelings or relate to them on an emotional level that you can't reach, what you have to do is gather the evidence and weigh the logic in a way that I, as a betazoid, <laughs> as a super feeler, I, I really can't. Um, so I can intuit the right questions to ask of my friends who are feeling sad. I can I can pick up on, on what to say. I can interpret facial expressions. Th these are things that I can do. But you, as a Vulcan, uh, you just have to work a little harder. I mean, and you can be as good as a Vulcan as I am a betazoid. You can be as good as a logicer and a thinker as an empath is at what they do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Turn on your friends with Vulcans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of my best conversations, um, like analyzing situations, is between me and a Vulcan. It's like looking at a painting, and I can see half the color spectrum, and they can see the other half. And when we keep communicating and we physically point stuff out and say, this is here, blah, 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 we can, maybe I can't see those colors that that person is seeing, but we can interpret and understand the situation more fully than we could on our own. I really like what you're saying, Trin, about telling this listener that they're actually not lacking much. They just have different strengths. And you know what? People are complex and messy and hormonal yeah. and impulsive and horny, <laughs> really horny. <laughs> some and, of them. Yeah, some of them really are. That is why it's so meaningful for people to feel understood. Like you, you told us, you said that understanding the depth of emotion in other people isn't something you can offer. And that is fine. You have other things you can offer your friendships. So maybe spend some time thinking about what those are. Yeah. I mean, you don't like exist on a separate plane than other people. You know, you're not separate, even though you make sense that that's the case. Uh, your way of interpreting the world is valid. Like we said, you just got to do a little more work than you're used to doing. Uh, and likewise, please understand that feeling people are not irrational. They're not stupid or something like that. And we're not saying that that is how you feel. But please keep that in mind when you interact with a betazoid. You know, they're just another spice in the cabinet of life. Just like how you are not cold and cruel, they are not an id 
of horniness and sobbing. Despite what I said. (laughs) We're not all horny. But there's a range and spectrum of emotions and feelings in whatever you are, you are good. You have successfully identified the lens in which you look through the world, and I think that's pretty cool. That is something that most people will never be able to do. Ever, yeah. That's pretty neat. I agree. That alone makes you valuable. One of the things that I thought of when I read this question is a paraphrase of um, A Wind in the Door, uh, in which a character says, Love is not what you feel. It's what you do. And you, as a person who logics more than intuits, love as an action is something that everyone can do. Uh, And it's a lot of work. Um, And I also want to make note of the fact that I've been using the words logic and intuit rather than thinks versus feels, because deeply feeling people can be very deeply thinking as well as vice versa. Um, It's all just the spectrum of life. Ding, ding. I read this quote once, and it was probably on Tumblr. I'm not even going to pretend it wasn't, that it was, you teach people how to love you. And I was like, that is so cheesy, but so true. You teach your friends how to be good to you. You teach your your partners or spouses, like, this is how I feel loved. Mm -hmm. For me, it's pizza. (laughs) What is it for you? Is it someone who understands that you don't, don't want to have a deep conversation on a very emotional level where it gets intense? Well, then that's you. Mm -hmm. I often don't want that either. Let's go back to the question bit of how do I go about using friendshiping advice when so much is predicated on understanding others' emotions? So understanding doesn't mean grokking, you know. You don't have to fully put yourself in that place. Because in a lot of cases, you will not be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Uh, really, it's uh, understanding it for you is going to be, I understand this background. I understand this lived experience. Logically, if I did A, then B may happen. So you can still know if somebody will feel appreciated or neglected. Uh, If you uh, send them a Christmas card or if you didn't invite them to the party that you invited everybody else to. Um, Even though you would not feel that way, I think that just from your understanding of the world, you can put together the rational reaction. So a lot of what you're going to do with your friends is analyzing reactions rather than intuiting what may be happening. You just have to ask questions, really. Right. That's what I was thinking. You might have to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. That's okay. That's not the basis of communication. The basis of understanding one another. Yeah, it is. Maybe you speak a slightly different language. That doesn't mean you can't communicate or can't you know, be close with your friends. Closeness is not necessarily feeling this like movie level cinematic like music swells. Oh, I love my friends. No, it's not that. Yeah, you don't you don't need to have like a sword in the stone moment where you like rip the sword out and everyone's like <gasps> you don't need to have like this epic Hogwarts battle with Ron and Hermione at your side to be close to your friends, although that would be very cool. Love is what you do. So love is Logically knowing, I haven't talked to my friend in three weeks. I wonder how they're doing. I'm going to send them a text message. That was logical. Yeah, you can do it. Um, So I guess in conclusion, you're not broken. I'm sorry if you are having a hard time uh, relating to your friends. But I think that if you ask questions and make yourself active and do the work, you're going to turn out okay. Thank you, Mr. Robot from Boston. Question two? Do it up. Ooh, let me take a deep breath. Take a deep breath 
My friend keeps posting vaguely sad song lyrics as her Facebook updates. I'm sorry. Uh, I've asked her how she's doing, and she'll say, like, I'm fine or meh, and not really want to go into it. If she doesn't want to talk about it, why is she posting publicly on the internet about it? It's making me insane. Uh, there, there lies the problem. She doesn't want to talk about it. Why is she posting about it on the internet? Fucking millennials, am I right? We're so annoying. <laughs> so first of all, please understand that a lot of people view the internet as the void. Their space to shout into the void. Or their, their space to shout to one specific person, even though 600 people can see it. Absolutely. <laughs> what we're saying is that either your friend is shouting into the chasm and not really expecting an answer back because she's just trying to emote her feelings, or she's trying to get attention. She's just not trying to get attention from you specifically. Yeah. This is, I like this one. I this do is too. funny. I wonder, is it always song lyrics? Because they obviously get some kind of good, positive, internal feeling about posting these lyrics because they're doing it a lot. And they're like carving out a space for them to post post these lyrics. And you get annoyed feelings when this happens. And isn't it funny how friends grate one another in this way? Your thought is, stop posting that shitty, sad poetry because it's making me worry about you. Which is, like, very sweet and funny and, like, not fair. But, like, that's the unfairness of life. Ding. And uh, quick note, you are allowed to unfollow or mute your friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, I didn't think that was something that was hotly contested. But I've gotten a lot of feedback of people being like, I can't do that. Like, but you can. It's okay. Yeah, you can. It's not a mean thing to do that to your friend. If your friend, okay, imagine this. Your friend is in the room with you on the phone having a loud conversation. You would think they would leave the room, but for whatever reason, they can't. Or maybe it's their own private bedroom. <laughs> so you should leave the room. Yeah. You can leave the room. Oh, my God, Jen, that's so good. Thank you. Oh, you did like, great. Like, why stand there and take it if you don't like it? Leave the room. Yeah. Be, that's the kind thing to do. Ugh. The other thing is, like, okay, there are many reasons why she's doing this. I mean, why she could be doing this. She might just really want to post the lyrics because they look cool. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, she might get likes from people who she thinks are, like, dope hipsters and stuff. And, like, because, you know, cool, cool, sad music is uh, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool, which Trin and I know a lot about being cool. Like, a lot. Yeah, so, like, take it from two cool, normal people. <laughs> with Harry Potter tattoos and Garth Nick's tattoos. I came back from Disney World with a lightsaber and a Harry Potter wand. I think I know a little something about being cool. <laughs> I'm an adult. Oh, man. I mean, I think that the end of this is that none of this involves you. I think that can be freeing good news. This doesn't involve you. I mean, it was very nice. It's nice of you to reach out to your friend and make sure they're okay. Yeah, you did the work already, I think. Yeah, now you got to let it go. Let it go. Let it, let it trend. I don't, let it trend. I don't actually know. I don't either. I haven't seen that movie. I saw it and it was like fine. It was fine. Anyway. What I think it might be, let me put this out there. When I was 19, I would post um, like Get Up Kids lyrics and stuff and like Saves the Day lyrics and stuff. Probably more like 17. I would do that on my Facebook all the freaking time because I wanted the cool hot guys to know that I liked cool good music. That's cool. Thank you. I know. Wow, Trin. Like, cool. That's hilarious. I would do that shit in my away messages on AIM. So there we go. Like yeah. people do this. So again, maybe she's trying to seek attention, not or maybe from it, you. Maybe it really is just for her, though. 
Yeah. Like I post quotes and poetry on my Tumblr that I go back and read months later and I'm like, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm certainly not saying she's just doing this to impress a boy. I'm saying that I have done this just to impress a boy. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. I've, le- I've definitely left up mysterious away messages just to see like yeah. what, who would, who would notice. And then I come back and, oh, still no one? Okay. I'll come back <laughs> in half hour and see what's going on here. Leave the room. Yeah. Just leave the room. You can't control what your friends post online, and you probably shouldn't try. Yeah. Right? I'm going to say you definitely shouldn't try. Yeah, you can't police how your friends use the internet. No. Especially when it comes to things like activism. This doesn't sound like a very serious thing if it's just lyrics. Right. Uh, maybe we should discuss the other side of this. Like, what if they're posting, like, like alarming lyrics all the time? Should we discuss that? Oh, yeah. Like, what if it's there's, like, a red flag here and we're like, just... Like, cut blo- my life into pieces. This is my... Book report. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I would say that the reaching out has to be more specific. So not just like, are you okay? The reaching out needs to be, hey, the things that you've been posting are troubling to me because I care about you and I want you to be healthy and happy. And uh, and it's not that I want to be able to control what you're trying to say. It's just that I need to be sure that you're posting these lyrics because you like the songs and not because you feel this way. Because if you feel this way and you're feeling like you're on on the edge, then that's something that we need to get you some help about. Yes. Perfect, Trin. Wow. You just pulled that. Pull that out. That was great. People often ask us if we take notes or make notes before our podcast, and we do. But Trin doesn't really use them. Yeah, she doesn't really need them. There's only one person in this podcast that needs excessive notes, and it's not Trin. (laughs) It's me. It's Jen. So I actually, I keep all my jokes written down. Aww. (laughs) If I ever say something that's vaguely funny, I've read that. I read it. That's so great. It's really true. That's awesome. So Jen may read some things from her notes, but every funny thing she says, she does not read from her notes. (laughs) Well, what can I say? They're hilarious. Thank you. Freaking hilarious. We're just full of goofs and laughs. So I really liked what you said about how to reach out to your friend. And I like that you said be specific because you can you can point to a specific example of being like, hey, this status you posted mentioned a theme of suicide and I just wanted to check in or I just wanted to. I noticed. I hear you. And if this is a bigger thing, let me know. If it's not, keep doing your thing. Right. And if this is bigger, more present danger than that. Um, We are not doctors. This is not something that we can advise you on. Just please seek professional help at that time. That is good advice. Hell yeah. The good advice is don't ask us. (laughs) The fun light stuff if she's like, you know, posting some 41 lyrics. Is some 41 a thing still? I don't think so. What's a thing still? 21? 21 pilots, 26 pilots. Hold on. I'm going to play some hit music. Let's see what we got here in the old Spotify. Not too long so we get sued, though. Oh, that's right. Just long enough that okay. we don't get sued. Let's see. What music do the ki- I'm just going to go to Spotify and type youths. What, do you think it's like Bieber's? Uh, I see a playlist called Counterculture Youths. Let's oh, check that no. one out. First one is Beatles. That's what? like counterculture. Is that that's, about, that's about mainstream as you get. Okay, next one is Arctic Monkeys. I don't think. Is that counterculture? Man, I do not understand children. Vampire Weekend is not counterculture. I'm going to move Vampire on. Vampire Weekend is like what we, what we listen to. Yeah. We're old and not hip. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to find, I am going to find a song. Hold on. I don't know if you are. No, I am. I know a lot about being cool, Okay. <laughs> 
Of the two of us, Jen is for sure the hipper one. Okay, that's not saying much. Let's be real. You're like, right. I'm like slightly. It's not saying much simply because my baseline level of cool is so low. <laughs> that's not true. Oh, there's the one. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm, I'm circling in here on some actual music. Would you like Andrew Bird? Oh, I, he was the guy who whistled in the Muppet movie. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of cool, how did you know that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, he, wow. he did all the whistling. Well, because I Googled. He's a great whistler. I Googled. I was like, is this whistling real? This is so excellent. And it was turned out it was a man named Andrew Bird. He plays the violin. Yeah. Very well. well. He's some kind of musician otherwise. But most importantly, he did the whistling in the Muppet movie. He's a great whistler. He whistles in a lot of his songs. Okay, we're going to listen to... Do you, do you remember the band Broken Social Scene? Yes! Super into them in college. Oh, I love them. All right, here we go. That's not youth, though. That's our age. That's true. I don't know what the kids listen to these days, and I do not care to find out. Jen, here's the thing. Yes. I think that we... First, I have to burp. Okay. Jen, here's the thing. I think that through this whole debacle, we've learned we don't know what the kids like. I don't know. Somebody We're out of touch. If you could please go to our ask.fm slash do friendship. Friendship. If you friendship. can go to ask.fm slash do friendship, all one word. And please, one, ask us your friendship questions. And two, tell us what the kids are listening to. Because we don't know. I don't know. Okay, hold on. Remember this jam? Um, yeah. yeah. This is a good one. But you have to stop it soon or else we'll get sued. We're at five seconds. I don't think Jimmy Eat World will notice. James, James Eat World, please don't sue our asses. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Do Friendship. Again, all one word. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, do it. And if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, do it. Please do it. Yeah, that would make us really happy. Also, we're going to be at NerdCon Stories this weekend in Minneapolis. We'll, we both have long schedules and we'll post them. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, Thank you for listening. You're, you're welcome, welcome for, for talking. talking. New friendship at the problem. Double check the dingles and the dongles.